This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They have taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up. From the ground up. From the ground up. What's going on, everybody? We are back. We are back. We are back. It is season three of the Ground Up Podcast, and this is episode 55 with Aaron and... Keisha Rock. Today, we're bringing you Ellen Victoria Lucky, owner of Victoria's Kitchen Kids Cooking School. Ellen is a woman who understands business can be built from your love for family and community. Welcome, Ellen. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. So I'm going to open this up with some of your accomplishments. Is that okay? Yes. (laughs) So you won the 2019 Hype Icon Community Front Runner recipient by Chamber of RVA, which honors career bold young professionals who are drivers and pace setters and pioneers in their industry. So that was huge. And then in 2021, you were a Pitch Virginia recipient and actually received a monetary award. So Victoria's Kitchen is out here doing big things in Richmond. Thank you. We're trying. We're trying to stay doing what we need to do and what we love to do. Yeah. So how did this all come about? Tell us who is the family behind Victoria's Kitchen? Yes, the family behind Victoria's Kitchen is the Lucky family. Um, It's myself, my husband, Romel Lucky, our three children, Ariana, Jasmine and Rachel Lucky. Beautiful. And so are y'all from Richmond? We Well, we're from Richmond, my daughters and myself, but my husband's from New York. He's from the Bronx. Okay, nice. So what was the driving force behind entrepreneurship? And, you know, I know that it's a family business. So what was the, what, what led to that decision to say, let's start a business? Yes. Yeah, so in 2016, December 31st, 2016, right before the new year of 2017, I created Victoria's Kitchen. And Victoria's Kitchen was just my birth child of my passions, cooking and kids and family. So we originally started off with catering, but since I had such a passion of teaching kids, I decided that, okay, let me go see if I can combine these passions. And so I talked to my husband and I needed to figure out a way how I could still work, but also keep our children. You have to apologize. I apologize. Something's going on with my eye. So I, I decided, you know, well, childcare expenses is, it's very expensive. So we had at that time, we had a baby, a toddler and a preschooler. And so I like taking them to story times, but I also like at the library, but I liked cooking with them in the kitchen. And that's how I was able to get them to eat their food and teach them a few little academics, mixing it all in. And so it just clicked. I was like, you know what? I can make money with a business and take my kids to classes because they're kids. (laughs) It's save on childcare costs and do what makes me happy. So that's how it all got started. And I only started with $50, y'all. Shut up. (laughs) $50, $50. um, I had the girls, my husband worked full time to just keep things going because it was a startup and um, with a different company. And so I took the, my three children, I went to Goodwill on Midlothian, bought a toaster oven for $25 and then drove all the way to the Goodwill and short pump to get a skillet for $25. You said, I'm going to go to the good Goodwill. (laughs) 
And it worked. It worked. Oh, my goodness. Started with $50, and it just came to you while you were doing something you enjoyed, you loved, and you saw where you could make an impact. Yes, yes. So, wow, that's, that's really beautiful how it got started. Had you thought about entrepreneurship before that? I did. So when I was a student at Virginia Commonwealth University at VCU, I actually created my own marketing business. So being in, in college, you know, your, your schedule changes per semester. And I was able to get some good, really good jobs through the VCU Career Center. But there were times, you know, you're in college, you need a little bit more money. You know, you want to go have fun. And so I created a marketing business to where I would do a lot of business cards, stationery, um, just help advertisement advertisements and flyers and I would go around to all the local businesses in Richmond and Chesterfield and just get clients from there. Whoa. So you all said, so this was that like, do you feel like that was the beginning of it all where you thought, Hey, I can do something myself and make money and not necessarily have to go clock in somewhere. Do you think something clicked there? I think it did click because in college, I really wanted freedom, right? Freedom freedom does something to you when you can control. You, you may not be able to control everything in life, but to have that freedom to have creativity. And I love to think out the box and do things that people haven't necessarily thought about doing or things that people tell me that's not going to work. My goal is to prove them wrong. Yeah. You know, you know what? If, if that's what's in me and what I feel like it's going to work, I'm going to see what happens. It works or it doesn't work. It works it or it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that's such a viable lesson, though, or just like um, understanding the power and like having a mindset like that. It works or it doesn't. But I'm damn sure going to try, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So what was the next steps for you? So you got the skillet, you got the, you know, the oven and you're like. I'm going to, what am I going to do next? So I had, so my youngest, my oldest, she was about to go, by the time I had gotten all of that, and we, of course, we got all of our legal paperwork in, in place. We registered our business name, got our um, business license. So you I did said, it legit, you legitimized it from the beginning. Yes. Yeah, so I, and I had did that before when I was in college. So it was a learning experience because I did it when I was younger. Oh, to be young again. I did it when I was younger. Right. And then as I got older and still in VCU, I was able to work in law firms, different corporations where I worked under CEOs who started the businesses. So I gained a lot of insight from that combined with what I gained at creating a business at VCU. So I knew it was important to have all your legal, your legal, um, entities in place right. um how to separate them and and i also you know when you want something that bad you also do a lot of research so i did all the research i can do was everything perfect it wasn't never is <laughs> exactly but it was enough to make sure that hey i can say i'm licensed i have my business license i have my my um business entity and my business structure and my business insurance set in place oh yes toxins that's what I'm talking about. So, you know, I, I just think that's really important to highlight doing doing the research because some people just don't know. Right. You just don't know what are the proper steps to actually take. But, you know, you have a good idea. You know, you can act on that and, you know, you can make some money, but you want to protect yourself, you know, yes. and I, I feel like that's all a part of protecting yourself, making sure you have it all set up, you know, the right way. So um, what what do you feel like was the most challenging part, though, about getting it up off the ground? So how, I guess the better question is, how how did you decide how you were going to structure the business or how is it structured? So as far as the services research, and just, you know, 
Yeah. So in my research, I knew that I wanted to make sure that I was a separate entity than my business. Even though I was going to be the face at that time, I wanted to make sure that if something went down with Victoria's Kitchen, you couldn't go after Ellen Lucky and Romel, you know, so to separate, because you have to make sure you separate those things, especially because we had little kids. We have to make sure that you know, the, that we're protected if right. something, because some things happen in business that you really can't control. And it's not that you weren't doing a good job. Life just happens in business exactly. and you just learn from it. So I, I knew that I need to separate that. Um, and it just went from there. I knew that I wanted to create a legacy for my children. I knew that I wanted somebody that my kids in the community, we work a lot in the community. As you mentioned earlier, the community front runner award that we were blessed to have. That's because we did a lot of work in the community and because we wanted our kids to see people be successful and happy doing what they wanted to do, what they love to do and being successful at it. That was really important to us because if they don't see us, how, how will they know? They won't know. Exactly. Let me ask you this, Ellen. How did you know that was possible? I, I know that may sound like a weird question, but I feel like so many of us when it comes to planning for our futures, um, don't know that that's possible. To, like we to, hope that it's possible. We hope that it's possible, right? right. But how, what do you think? Was it your upbringing? Was it people around yeah. you? It was your upbringing, okay. I think it was all of the above. So my upbringing, so I have a lot of faith in God because I'm human. I make, I make a lot of mistakes. I really wish I was perfect, right? Things would be easier if we were perfect, right? But I just had faith in myself. And it wasn't that my confidence level was sky, like through the roof, right? It wasn't like I was like, oh, I can do this. I'm big and bad. No, I see the mistakes that I make. I know my faults. But I knew I had enough trust in God just to know, you know what, I feel like if I tried earnestly and I'm not talking about you just saying, I'm going to just do this and see what happens, have an earnest passion for it and just be real. And I just felt like he would just have have mercy on me and give me a chance because sometimes we don't we just need a chance. Right. Sometimes we don't have anybody that's going to give us a chance. So sometimes, honestly, and I know this may sound a little different, but you got to give yourself a chance. You got to put yourself out there and see what happens. I knew what type of personality I had. But the main thing also was that I knew this was my passion. So when something is your passion, like you all already know, when it's your passion, it makes a difference in life because you will be dead tired when you when you have have a business and kids you will be tired but when you love it and it's your passion I don't know where it comes from but that strength you just push through even if you feel like you're about to fall out you're like no I'm gonna do this because I love this that passion I knew I had and I knew that passion and seeing my children and wanting this future for them was going to push me every single time and got hard oh yeah that's yes yes to, yes to all that you made me speechless <laughs> <laughs> So um, did you have any mentors that helped you in the beginning or throughout this process? So I had um, Michelle from Mama Michelle's Cafe. She, um, yes, this was years ago. We were at, I think, a vendor um, conference for, I think, the Market's 25th. And I just happened to, I was sitting at the table, and I think she just came over. She just started talking to me. And I was like, you look so familiar. And, um, and she looked familiar because we, all, we, we go out to eat. We love to eat, y'all. So we, we oh, always I mean, you're room. talking to, like, some serious RBA foodies right now. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yes. so, everyone's like, you know what's funny? Everyone's like, um, um, they love our podcast and everything. They're like, you have a lot of food, people. <laughs> I mean, Look. Like, if you like to eat, you like, you know, I mean, that's that's universal. Food is universal. Yeah. You right, can connect right, right. on so many platforms with that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but she was very instrumental in like the first, in like the first, just talking to me for that period of time that she talked to me at that conference. And I don't know, sometimes you're just meant to be around people, right? It that's and I also that was one of the things that helped me on my journey is that I noticed that certain things were falling in place even when I wasn't even necessarily trying. And when stuff like that happens, you need to sit step back and say, wait a minute, why was this person just coming to me at my table? Why did they just start talking to me? Why why did this happen? Why didn't this happen to my friend who was trying to do something on their own and that was something that they wanted to pursue? And then you step back and you're like, okay, I see how things are coming full circle. So it's meant for me, it was meant for me to be at that table by myself and she came and sat beside me. And I mean, when I say she talked to me, I, she gave me so much knowledge and then she was willing to continue to give me knowledge. And throughout my life of being a business owner, there were people put in place to where I would have to, I would have been a fool to stop. It just wouldn't have made any sense. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of that, sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think it's so important to be so self-aware. You sound very self-aware. I'm a very <laughs> self-aware person. It can be very difficult. Um, but, but to be self-aware, you you really see, like you said earlier, when things are connecting, when you meet people uh, and you realize it's for a bigger reason, you start to see that the the things aligning in your life, t- pushing you to keep going, pushing you to take the next step. I think I think you have to be open and be really self-aware to life and yourself to really see that happening. Mm-hmm. And I also, I, I want to bring up, I don't want to leave my parents out. My parents, my upbringing and my grandparents and just all of my family. My dad, even though he worked full-time, he did a lot of um, side jobs. And he would often, when we were younger, when my mom was working and daddy was off, you know, we wouldn't stay at home. He'd take me and my brother along. He did anything with his hands he could fix. So he did carpentry work, engineering, anything. And so I saw that aspect of it. And, I, you know, I would notice, you know, that has a little bit more money when he does work. So, you know, it's We can go out to eat a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I love so that. It was just all of that put in. And my family is, was very encouraging to me because there could have been times when they'd be like, girl, if you just don't just go back to work and get a job because you need to do what needs to be done. And 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 I want to say this because a lot of times, unfortunately, and it's not like this in every family, but a lot of times in our community, they say you need to go get a job. Well, yeah, everybody needs a job, but if you could be pushing somebody out of their destiny because it doesn't matter how strong you are. You still, sometimes some people, like I consider myself a strong person, but I still needed to push at certain times because there's times when you want to give up. But if you have a circle behind you that's tight and it actually believes in you, that helps you to go further. It's harder to do it when you have people constantly saying you need to go get a job or they don't believe your business is a real business. I mean, how can you have a, it's not a fake business, <laughs> you know, yeah. but they have to see, and then they actually see your building. They're like, oh, you have a real business. It wasn't fake, honey. Yeah, it was never fake. Yeah, I had support, it's important. It's very important. To have that support system. Yeah. And it's important to, like you mentioned earlier, like that faith or, you know, have some type of higher being to, to understand your vision in life. Because if we just listen to the logical, sometimes what, like what makes sense, you know, to our culture or to just the the norm, the tradition, you feel like I'm not supposed to do this, but it's not true. And if you're spiritually aligned, you that calling won't go away, no matter if it's illogical or not. 
Exactly. You have to literally walk in your calling and it's not going to be easy at all. It's not going to be easy at all. But that's when you realize if I have to work my butt off because I have to work, I said to myself, I'm going to work myself. I'm going to work my butt off for my family, for myself, because I want to be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor because and, and it's not the wrong. It's not the wrong. Some people do very, very well in working for somebody else. Right. You can't. I mean, business owners wouldn't be able to have businesses if they didn't have people, employees that were good workers. Um, so if that's your calling, you know, you can just manifest a lot in that calling because that's what you're meant to do to help that business and to grow and do things like that. But I had gotten to the point to where on my, you know, my jobs, I said, this, this might not be for me anymore. y'all." And I think, every, I think every entrepreneur goes through that point. It's like, it's a pivotal point when they, when they find in their entrepreneur selves, it's like, I know I don't want to do this for somebody else. I want to do this for my family. And and that's a pivotal point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us, let's dive more into a Victoria's Kitchen kids cooking school. What does it look like? What like not look like, but like what how is it set up? What's the program? What's the services? Yes, yeah, so Victoria's Kitchen is mainly a cook a kids cooking school. We teach ages two years old and up. Wow. So we have a yes, we have a separate program, and it was very important to me because, as I said earlier, when I started, one of our kids was a toddler, and when you're a toddler, you know, you all know, there's not but so many things you can do. You have story time at the libraries, which I love because when I went to VCU, I was an English literature major, right? So I love story time and reading, but I just wanted a little bit more, and so I realized, you know what, if they can have have those little sensory, you know, like those blocks and they're putting things together, trying to fit the shapes together. You know, they can do that in the kitchen with making pizza and dough and ingredients, starting them off, um, helping their fine motor skills, things like that. Cooking is a life skill, right? Even if you don't want to be a chef or a professional cook, everybody needs to learn how to cook. So when you go to college, you're not eating oodles and noodles every day like I did, right? I didn't really get into cooking. I was spoiled, y'all. My daddy was a cook of the family. Girl, my daddy was the cook of my family too. Mm. And then both my grandmothers, right? So I didn't have to, I was, now I was always the grandchild and the child in the kitchen. So I, I unconsciously was seeing everything that they were doing, right? But it didn't seek in until, and you can act, my husband will tell you, he was the one that would cook. <laughs> Mine didn't seek in until we, we were engaged. There's a new business in town. Golden Touch Mobile Detailing. If you're in the Richmond, Virginia area and tired of riding dirty, or you appreciate a deep clean, book an appointment with Golden Touch Mobile Detailing. It's not your average car wash. Full interior and exterior cleaning, and Golden Touch Mobile Detailing comes to you. It's the attention to detail to make you a returning customer. Follow the Instagram at Golden Touch RVA and book your appointment. I guarantee you'll be riding clean. Right when we got engaged my husband and I and so he was the cook too and it was just something I don't know what happened something just clicked I was cooking I think Thanksgiving meal and I it just clicked and I I could not believe I didn't know something was in me like that because you know to the to the happiness of my parents you know they they paid for VCU (laughs) they didn't pay for culinary school (laughs) but but things change yeah I wish you know I would have loved to have known that my career and passion was going to be in the food industry because I would have already been enrolled in culinary school when I was younger but the I think that I needed to go through that process every Everybody doesn't always know as soon as it quickly, you know, what, what their 
their passion and desire and career is going to be because it can change. You can sincerely have a passion and then life will happen and it'll switch just well, like that. And, and earlier you mentioned everything you learned at VCU and everything you learned um, in your career path after and how that's contributed to your to you building a business. So. Mm-hmm. It has. It has. So earlier I mentioned I had a lot of good jobs through the VCU Career Center and a lot of them were at law firms. And then I ended up going into finance. Right. So I already I was a legal secretary in college making some good money and I had a Spanish minor. So I was um, translating some of the the meetings. Right. When the when um, the clients would come in. So I already was knowing how to write contracts. Yeah. Understand contracts. Yeah. Yeah, I think like Yeah. I I just feel like um all the things that we do like in our whole career path, like when it comes to building your own business, if you see that things are like your skills, of course there's gonna be things you have to learn, but if you see like you have skills from from your journey that contribute to your business, that's a good sign. I mean, it definitely is. It definitely is. It it is. And like I said, I went on to be in finance as well. And that taught me how to deal with the finance and accounting aspects of owning a business. Yeah. Which is important. Absolutely. (laughs) So tell us about, all right, so you're up and running, you have your brick and mortar, you have your cooking classes. Uh, What's the experience been like? Is it what you imagined it would have been like when you, in the very beginning of this? It is so much more. So we had our brick and mortar, our building for about two and a half years now. So when we started, y'all, we didn't have anything. I, so it, I kind of want to say it's You had $50. That's right. $50. It did $50. And I started at home and I just had, you know, what the classes were at home, I went into the schools. I went to the schools, to the libraries and to the community centers because I didn't have the money for a brick and mortar. And I knew I needed to make money in order to keep having my own business and take care of my family, right? So you went, so so you went to said, the schools and you asked them to... You partnered with them. yeah. I partnered with the schools and I would go and see that's when my kids. So that first, remember, it was the end of two. It was the last year, 2016, when I had registered my business. And so that 2017, um, my oldest, I believe she started going to preschool or kindergarten. So around the time she was in first grade, I had a better understanding because we were catering and personal chef services at first. So then I was like, you know what? I'd rather deal with the kids and because I love them. And so I went to her school, got a program there, branched out to the libraries, community centers, to the local farms, to nonprofits. And I, the thing I love about partnering with nonprofits, y'all, is because I, I was a little... Um, naive when I was younger and I started the business because I just wanted to save the world. (laughs) But you got to make money and take care of your family in order to help other people in the community, right? Yeah. And so I I think my heart was just too big and I just didn't get it. And it clicked and I was like, you know, I got it now. So I was like, I'm a partner with my nonprofits because I can't always keep giving away free classes or my kids won't eat. (laughs) So So let's talk about that. I want to talk about the money because we Mm -hmm. love to talk about the money on the Ground Up Podcast. So when you're doing this, I mean, first of all, I just think that's a beautiful strategy. I see why you won that award. You're actually getting in your community. Now, now, when you were doing that, are you offering these classes for free? Or are you offering this as a service to these schools and nonprofits and libraries and whatnot? 
it's a combination of all the above. So it's a combination. So I thought of myself as a parent because at that time I didn't have a lot of money. So and I had three kids. I was like, what would I be able to afford? And I was taking them to free events as well, like the library time. And so I came up with the time, came up with um, ideas to where I would have maybe once every couple of months I would hook up with the library. Um, or I would go to a community center and we would offer some free classes for, but it, it would be in certain neighborhoods where you know they wouldn't be able to tr um, have transportation or have the, the, the funds to pay for classes. And then I went to, then there's some schools systems where you know parents can have the money to pay for. And then there's some groups that will pay for it pay for the kids who can't afford it. And so we are hired by a lot of groups that hire us because we look like our community and we're in our community. And when you look like somebody, you can be more relatable because you understood exactly what they went through. You have to be relatable. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen a lot of times where some people try to replace us and the program diminished. And I went to them and you know, I let them, I let them go because I, I don't I never want people to think that I have a big head. Right? right. So I just let them go. I said, you know what? No, because if it's meant to be, they'll come back to us and they come back. People come back every time because what they say is, well, we try to put somebody here and I knew who they were talking about and they didn't look like them. They didn't understand. And the main thing was they didn't understand what the kids went through. And I said, you know, I grew up where the kids grew up. I know what they were going through. I went to similar circumstances. You have to be relatable because kids have no filters and they are not fake. They will not listen to somebody when they know sincerely they don't know where they're coming from. So that's how we have, um, how we make our money. We go to people who can pay for the um, groups. We go, so it's like a two-way street. And then we also get... Um, volunteer like our volunteer hours we're partnering with grocery stores we'll volunteer our hour our services and we'll get the food from the grocery store because they'll give us gift cards and then we'll find a place or people come here and they'll pay to use the building so we're all over the place and you, as an entrepreneur you do have a commitment to community service right you can't just leave your community out because my community is one of the reasons why i'm able to be here today and there's no way in the world i'm gonna just leave them hanging right because there's gonna be kids that need to be trained up so they can come and replace me when i get old right <laughs> they gotta yes. keep it going yes. Yes. i love that community is so important and you're in it and you're doing it and it's working and it's working for you and your family Thank you. And you just have to figure out what works for you. And I tried a lot of things that don't work. <laughs> no, that's right. We, we all did. <laughs> yes, you got to figure out what works for you. Yeah, you yeah. got to keep going. Can I ask how, so, I mean, it sounds like, like you said, you're kind of all over the place, meaning like you have so many different directions that goes as far as making money for the business. Did you just figure it out along the way? Or was it like, how did those ideas come to like, okay, now I'm going to connect with other programs who can pay for this service for kids you know what i mean how did it yeah, come how, together how puzzle piece leak. i think one of the main things was that i'm in my i'm in my lane i'm not in nobody else's lane i'm in my lane and when you're in your lane that creativity just is it's insane what you can come up with right yeah. and you just it's what you're meant to do and a lot of times when you're meant to do something you start thinking about stuff and people are like what in the world would you get that from i'm like it's just something i want to do it's just it's just something that sometimes happened and then on the other hand i also research and i'm also a mom so my audience 
our parents, right? The target audience that's going to pay for things are our parents. I'm a parent. I completely understand what a budget is, and I completely understand what works for kids for the most part, because, you know, kids can throw you for a loop a little sometimes. <laughs> I understand what works for kids. And you know what? As my kids, even when they were little, I would ask them, what, what would you like to do with mommy? And they were like, what would you like to cook? And sometimes I just ask my kids. So it's a whole combination of things. Because they're, even though they're kids, a lot of people think you can't, kids can't do a lot, right? But kids can do a whole lot of something. They can do a lot. They can give you ideas. You ever heard of out of the mouth of babes? These kids will tell you what they want. And they'll tell you every single time you ask them. Yeah, that's so true. That's the beauty of like the childlikeness, you know. Yeah. Um, Tell us about a highlight in your entrepreneurial journey and then tell us about a challenge that you've had, had to overcome. The highlight was just getting the building, y'all, because there's nothing like having a brick and mortar. And and I'm not, and when I say that, it wasn't that I wasn't grateful that we were going into the schools, but just having your own space, because there were a lot of times when we had a shared space. And one of my deepest concerns was that I had people's children with me. And when it's not your space, you can't always control your surroundings. Right. So then I'd have to get myself together and sometimes be a mama bear because I couldn't control the surrounding because I'm not going to let anybody inappropriately around kids, right? But if it's not your space, you can't fully control it. So that was a big point, a key point to me. And one of the reasons why that was a key point to me was because this wasn't the first, the, this wasn't our actual first building. Oh. The first building we had, it was in the same, same shopping center, um, but it was, this was a the brand new building. It was around the corner in the same shopping center and we lost that building. Oh, tell me. And, we we yeah, we lost it and i remember things had fell into place and i was just like oh my gosh we're so excited but then i can't i can't fully remember what happened um but something fell through and we lost the space and i was in that parking lot when it happened and i sat there and i cried and i i just i cried in the car standing at the building and then i had to because it's okay to cry entrepreneurs you need to know it's okay to cry you can ask my husband i will cry because <laughs> it's a releasement it's a releasement because you hold that stuff inside it can do something to you mentally and emotional and i don't have time for no emotional and me mental issues when life is already full of enough of that stuff right Ooh, so yes. i just I, I let it out and I, and I, and it hurt. And let me tell y'all while I was sitting in that parking lot, probably for about an hour crying in front of that building. And I said, you know what? It must not be meant to be. And if it's not meant to be, I don't want something that God don't have for me because you get in a lot of trouble when you want something because you want it and it's not meant for you. Like I said, life is full of enough problems. If it ain't meant to be is that means there's something else waiting for me. And a few, after I sat in there and cried, my phone rang. And I got a call and it was from the real estate broker. And she said, you know, Victoria, we know you just lost that building, but we got another one for you. And it was this brand new, right? She just turned around around a corner in the same shopping center. And it's this building that's just sitting there. They didn't even renovate it. Yet. It's just brand new. It didn't have, it just had rocks. They just built it. They didn't do no tenant, nothing in here. And I said, and she said, you know, we'll help you with your build out. And you can get an allowance. Allowance? Let me tell you something. Allowance to help build it out. Wow. To help pay for your sign. Are you serious? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. And let me tell you, when we came in and we got that, and then we started the build out, and then COVID hit. <laughs> 
and everything had to be shut down. Y'all remember that? Every oh, yeah. we, wanted, oh, yeah. so we were not an essential business, and we had just finished that build out. We took all of our money and savings and put it in here because when you get an opportunity like this, and I'm gonna say this very carefully because when you get opportunities as an entrepreneur, you gotta think. You gotta you gotta really think, okay, and try to make the best decision you can make. You're going to need money to take care of your family. So you figure out how much you have and how much you need. But when you got somebody telling you that they're going to help you do a huge amount of stuff and build something out for you, you better take it, okay? And Because we don't get a lot of those chances, y'all. We do not get a lot of those chances. Now, we had to put a substantial amount of money in here. But what we were given, it just would have been a no-brainer, Right. And so we did it and then it got shut down. And I was like, oh no, because we knew we were going to make that money back in like two months. <laughs> we didn't make it back because the schools were closed. Right. And about 98% of our income came from after school cooking classes at that time. And so we were just like, okay, but well, we made it through. We had the ins- everything open back up. We had the inspection. And as soon as we had inspection, like two days later, we opened the building on July 13, 2020. And summer camp was full. We had to cut it off manually because it was COVID and we wanted to keep social distancing and it stayed busy like that. And when I tell you that was, that was, so the, the building was a blessing. The, 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 the painful part was losing the first building. And then all of a sudden we get brand new. You talking about ain't nobody touched. Nobody was in here. Yes. We got to choose everything. And I remember in entrepreneurs, I want y'all to keep this in mind. It's just like when you ever heard, like when you get a house, if you don't have enough money to fill it up, the main thing is you got that house, right? You got somewhere to live. You can always start putting stuff in there, but you got a roof over your head. It was like that here because we had lost all that income. So we got one stove at a time. Then we got the refrigerator because we had to have a stove. We can't can't cook without stove. (laughs) We got the stove. This was the first stove. And then we got the refrigerator. And that's what we had. Then we got a prep table. And, and we you had did our, what you could do with what you had. Thank you. And I remember, and it hurt me so bad. Entrepreneurs remember this. You can have people that you know and trust, right? See your process. And they may not realize what they saying is a discouragement to you. So you want to be a little careful in how you take things that people say. And I remember a fellow business owner that I was friends with came over and she was like, oh, you only got one stove? That thing hurt. Like, you know, it hurts the most when you know people, right? And that thing hurt. But what she didn't know is she didn't come through the door and see on the other side that we had just gotten a second stove, right? (laughs) Everything in here is paid in cash for. Yes. You don't have no, this business has no debt. Girl, can you, Aaron, Aaron, do the thing, do the thing. Yes. Yes, you. you don't. I mean, you don't. That's a that's an accomplishment right there. Yeah, it is. It is, and especially for me, like it, for us, for for our people, being debt free. Let me tell you, that's a huge issue, and people don't want to talk about that. Debt is horrible. It's horrible. And as an entrepreneur, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen because business is. It can be tricky. God knows yeah, it, can, it can be tricky, and it can be, and the debt can be necessary depending yeah. on your business strategy. But we can, mm-hmm. we can all agree that a no debt business is. A, I mean, it's, that's it's that's a blessing. blessing. It's a blessing, especially when you have three kids. I mean, and like I said, we did a little bit at a time. We paid cash for one stove, and we didn't go to like a, it didn't have to be spanking brand new. I went, y'all know Sears outlet on Tomlin Street. Mm-hmm. That's where mm-hmm. she went, Scratch y'all. And, <laughs> and nobody, nobody's gonna look at the back of my stove. You're right. right. You're right. 
I was grateful. I was just like, no. And the people's like, you sure you want to get that? I'm like, yeah, nobody's going to look at the back of the stove. I'm teaching kids, y'all. The stove yeah. is up against the wall. Nobody knows. They know now, <laughs> but nobody knew, yeah. right? So you have to, you got to keep going. Don't listen to the naysayers. They, they everywhere. And it's, it, it will hurt. People going to hurt you. But sometimes I realize, and then I realize a while back, um, it had came up. The lady didn't even mean any harm, right? She just let it slip out of her mouth. So a lot of times people don't mean any harm. And even if when they do mean any harm, let it roll off, right? Because oh, life yeah. is full of that. I mean, here I go getting spiritual again, but a lot of times if people people really don't be meaning harm. It be other I'ma sound crazy. No, no. But no, but it it be other forces working through people to try to get you off your game. You know, do you know what I mean, Ellen? I do know what you mean because if you don't watch yourself, you can be that person. So I definitely know what you mean. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's to get you off your game, and you have to make that quick. And I mean, you have to make it immediate because if you let it brew for even just a minute, sometimes it'll get you. You have to make that quick decision. This is going to roll off my chest, and I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's when Mr. Lucky comes in hand a lot because he's, I don't think anything ever bothers him. So I'm so, I, I think me, our personalities, mine and yours are kind of the same, right? Uh-huh. And then my husband's so laid back. I'd be like, are you, do you exist? Do you know? <laughs> that, that's, right? a, that's an accurate depiction of Aaron and I. Oh, man. But it works, right? It, it works because you have to be, it helps you to just even things out, right? Because he'll be like, you, you need to chill. Victoria, go sit down somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's nothing to even worry about. You know, you got other stuff to worry about and that that's why I also loved him being my business partner because he knows me he knows how to deal with certain things and he knows when to say go sit down somewhere and do get y'all make together. do y'all make business decisions together we do we do so both of us have aspects of the business that we deal with but believe it or not we still meet with each other I would keep Mr. Lucky up till 12 o'clock in the morning talking about business he'd be like it's time to go to bed oh but I'm, you know, I'm, we, I'm like you have, in that way though yeah that's, that's I keep Aaron. her up all night I gotta I, turn I'm, it off at some point I'll but he can her. talk about <laughs> everything we do for like all the time but because and I think some of that comes from because you're so busy in the daytime sometimes taking care of kids or actually working that and it and like you said Keisha it is a point you do have to cut it off you do that was a hard stop for me I didn't know how to cut it off because it was my passion see I liked it so much it was going 24 hours he was like we ain't gonna it's not gonna survive like this yeah I mean I think it's just I think there is a time to have just a a silence in the brain even if it's creative and beautiful things you're working on the brain deserves a rest you know it does and and for some people like for me it was hard it was hard y'all to be honest I didn't learn that lesson probably till a year and a half ago Mm. it was just hard because I liked the business so much but I had to learn how to refocus because you know I got my babies right and I was just gonna say too you know what I mean like you're doing all this and you're doing it for your family you're doing it with your family so I can imagine that they're like you wouldn't want to turn it off because this is your livelihood and this is your your passion and your family. So I think it makes sense. But you know, sometimes it's just got to be Ellen and, and you know Mr. Lucky and the kids. Like, is it? And that's exactly what it is. And we've done so much better. Um, we have we've always been a family time family. So we just do family time. I mean, it's just everything with them. And I would think that they would be tired of seeing our face, but they still like having us around. So <laughs> it works. They love it, and I can imagine your girls must, like, admire and look up to you for what you're doing. 
From what I see, it looks like they do. But you know, when when they're your own kids, sometimes you like do do you like well, you still like me? And sometimes <laughs> it takes it. Sometimes it takes a little little a little living to really see living, the bigger yeah. picture. I think I think it'll hit them at some point in their lives what you and your husband have created. I, and it does. I think some of it's hit them already because when they play, they're playing business meetings. So when we used to have a yes, when we used to have a um, CW um, family TV show, yes, I, we cannot skip over that. Can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, Victorious. Victoria's Family Kitchen Cooking with Love. I don't know why I got that big title, y'all. That's a lot. <laughs> but that's what it was. And we have a YouTube channel where we uploaded all the episodes um, on. And we just, we did that for a year. Um, and it was so much fun. It was a lot. It was a lot of hard work. But we had done TV stuff before. Um, but it was just myself and the girls when they were little because Mr. Lucky does not like being in front of the camera. He's a behind-the-scenes person. He, like, he just doesn't like being in front of the camera. That's not his thing. Um, but we did the family episode, um, a couple of those episodes, and it was just the funnest time because we always, for the most part, we have our kids with us when it's child-appropriate. And so we just wanted them to actually be up front in it, and it was just, it was so, it was so much fun. Um... And it was so unique because while we were recording those shows, we actually um, realized that our oldest daughter was having seizures by watching one of the shows Mm -hmm. when she was having um, petty mall seizures. And we didn't notice, but on one of the clips, she had stopped and it came back to it. And that particular show was a was a like a blessing in disguise, and we had realized, and we showed it to the doctor. So it was a, it's a lot of it was a lot of challenges that year, but we had so much fun with it. Um, the kids enjoyed it. Um, they felt like little famous people, but <laughs> they and, were and little they, famous people. And let me tell you, they actually helped us produce the show. So that was one of the um, stipulations that we wanted to make sure that they were a little, they would help us edit the show. We, of course, we had our other executive producer, Tony, but he would, um, we would see the clips. The girls would um, say, can we do this? Let's switch this around. Let's put this animation. Let's do this. We would let them do that. And we would also let them help with the script. Um, They would talk and do different things. And it gave them, and so they literally can say that they were executive producers when they were little. They literally can say that they wrote some scripts. We wanted them to have that experience. The main thing is when you have youth that you're working with, your kids or other kids that you help bring it up, you need to give them experiences because you never know if they're going to get those chances again. Those experiences can turn you into a whole nother person, right? And a lot of times the difference between a child having a certain life is an experience. And it can be sad sometimes because everybody can't afford an experience, right? Even though they should deserve it. So an experience can change the life of a child. And that's one of the things that we kept in mind as part of our business, as part of being parents. That, I mean, so much truth to that. And it's so beautiful, the gift that y'all are giving those girls. You know, the gifts that y'all are giving, not even just them, the gifts that y'all are giving the community. Right, Yeah. And I have to ask, because I feel like so many listeners are wondering, how did that opportunity even come about? Did you create that opportunity to to have your own TV show? So we did a few um, TV spots. I want to say commercials, but it was like TV spots for a local TV station um, for PBS when the girls were little. And so we were like, oh, you know, we love doing that. So we like to do something else. So one of our friends, Mike King, Mike King. Yes, I'm yes, familiar with Mike yes, King. Shout out to Mike King. He's family. He's yeah. family. 
he um presented us. I was like, you know, I would really like to do something like that. And Mike just got the balls rolling and found Tony, our executive producer at that time. And he would come along with that with us into the different um, recordings and things. And and he got that rolling for us. Mike has been tight with our family for quite a while. He is an awesome business person. He will help you get out there. He wants us to do another one, but I just gotta wrap my head around. I haven't had the pleasure of formally meeting him, but obviously I follow him on Instagram. He's an inspiration for me, like as a host. So I think that's so dope. You have a, you have a relation. To tell him to listen to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> I will, I'm gonna connect you too. I'm yeah, you I would Mike. I want to come on that show. Like you are, you are the truth. You are the absolute <laughs> truth when it comes to this business world and to broadcasting. That's, he is. He's awesome. really, really well. And the thing about him is that because not everybody has good intentions, but his intentions are good. And when I because we know him personally, like, I mean, he just he spoiled our kids, giving them stuff on shows. And I'm just like, he just sincerely. But see, he's a dad and a grandfather. Him and his wife are just wonderful. And they understand and they they're so relatable. See, that, that word relatable when you build in business partnerships and you networking. I mean, it's good to have people on the that see other points of view too. That's another aspect of business that you have to have. But having somebody that's relatable and you're partnering with makes a world of a difference. Absolutely, yes. yeah. And I always talk about. I didn't ask you this question, but it's 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 so um, obvious that it's played a big part in your journey is building relationships. Such mm-hmm. a huge part of entrepreneurship, and it shows with your journey. Thank you. It is a huge part. You're not going to be able to go anywhere if you don't build a relationship. And you you are, you know, that's a whole other subject about the, the separation between, you know, your brand and yourself, right? But you are part of your brand, even if it doesn't have your name. Yeah. If you are unhappy and you don't, I'm a naturally jolly person. I, that's just the way I am. But you, you have to be able to still have that business aspect to it, right? Because you don't want to, you're not nobody's fool, right? Mm-hmm. You built it. Your sound went out again. Can you hear me? Yeah, all right, it came back. Yeah, sorry right. about that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's all good. What was she? Where she left off? At? Um, just you were talking about your brand and uh, and have, making sure you have to also like have your business side, so you don't you know be a floor mat. <laughs> Exactly. And that's very important. Entrepreneurs, you just have to make sure you have those, those, those in place, but you have to make sure that whoever you're partnering with and you, you honestly, you want to make sure you have a, a written agreement. Okay. It's not handshake time anymore. Ooh. Them deals back in the day with my grandfather, people are not morally, or they don't have any integrity anymore. And when you work so hard for something and your face is on it, no, honey, yeah. you need to have a written contract. And just because you have a written contract does not mean don't, if the person says you don't trust me, well, honey, it's business is business. That was one thing that I was always taught. Business is business. Now, when I say that, that does not mean you need to be a cruel, um, shrewd person, right? There's right. a difference, right? Because I, I feel like I'm a, a, an okay example of how you should handle business appropriately with people. You have your business side, but then, you know, you can still be a nice, warm person. Just handle your business. Yeah. I feel I feel very confident in that area, too, where I feel like I'm always going to humanize the situation because I'm a human, you know. Mm-hmm. But to be able to make strategic and honest decisions, that's business. Mm-hmm. That's just it definitely is, and you can't protect yourself. I mean, have you guys ever heard of the McDonald's story, the McDonald's yeah, brothers from McDonald's? I know about it. 
Oh my gosh. You know, because that, that, that family gets no money. Yeah. They don't own that oh yes, yes, yes. I know what you're referring to. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because of that handshake, mm-hmm. that handshake agreement. You, you can't have that anymore. And that's just the day and time we live in. You have to protect your business. And if business entrepreneurs, if you're worried about how people are going to think of you, you don't have to rethink being an entrepreneur because you can do good and people will say opposite of you, right? Because okay. nobody's going to necessarily understand your situation because you see your finances, you see the decisions, you've seen the situations. Only you see what would be good for your business because it's, it, I mean, really, it's nobody else's business, right. right? That's what you're doing. So you stay on that road and do what you need to do because no matter what you do, you're going to have haters, right? Tyler Perry had haters. He still does. Still does. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Harvey has haters. Still do. Don't worry about other people. Right? Don't worry about other people. So exactly. Why should we be? Yeah. What do you wish more people knew about Victoria's Kitchen? <sighs> well, that's a good question. I wish that people knew... I guess the many gifts and offerings and services that we can that we can make happen. Um, I wish that people knew how I guess how flexible we are, because a lot of times people may come to us or or actually sometimes people may not come to us just because they may see who we are. Right. So we've actually missed a lot of opportunities. Um, I wish a lot of people would understand that, you know, just because I am who I am doesn't mean I'm not going to do a good job. I wish that people would give us more opportunity because we've had a lot of instances where we've lost or had um, phone calls where people saying they would never hire this little black girl. I remember specifically my youngest was we would register her for um, RPS um, Head Start. We were at um, we were at one of the preschool registration. Oh, God. Your sound went out. All right, it's back. I was just about to chat you and say, let's just wait till it comes back. But you were at the preschool, just restart saying you were at the preschool registration. So we were at my youngest daughter preschool registration and I, we received a phone call and it was a business call and it was, and I'm not going to share the the school or the, per, the Dean's name, but the Dean called us because that's when we were getting a lot of traction with Victoria's kitchen. It was really picking up. And she specifically called us to say, I would never hire um, this little black girl, Victoria to teach classes for me at my school. And I, and I remember Ramel was sitting right next to me before we walked out the car and he was like, who is she talking to? And so she called us to say that. And I said, ma'am, ma'am, who's speaking? And she was like, yeah, we, um, we're going to inquire about cooking classes for the kids at our school. And this was a prominent school, a private school. And I do a lot of research on what the ethnicity groups are at each school, um, what the what the environment looks like, because that helps me make a decision on how things could work out and what services we would want to offer, because everybody has their own environment. Right. Right. And so I said, well, ma'am, we would never come teach at your school because you called me to say that. And I said, was there anything specifically that you wanted? She said, no, I just wanted to call and let you know. Now, little did she know, Miss Victoria did her research and I knew that that school made money off of minorities. <laughs> right. So this, the children she made money off the her their parents were minorities who were CEOs of their businesses or for other corporations. And I never forget it. And at that time, you know, I'm excited because I'm registering my youngest child for pre-K and it put a damper on it, but I snapped out of it, bounced back and got myself together and said, you know what? If she called, it must be some reason why 
somebody's trying to get me down. Like, I don't want to, it's got to be something coming my way. So let me get myself together and bounce back. And sure enough, we had gotten some more calls throughout the week where we got signed on to some really good schools, like some really good schools. And it's like, you're going to get hit with something really hard. And if you stay down there and don't pick yourself up, what if I would have answered the phone and still been in that mentality and not had my my confidence about me when I got those calls from them other schools? Yeah, that people can tell by your voice tone, your sometimes your mental state that could have affected and gone down here from Victoria's Kitchen from there. Right. Absolutely. Ooh, child. Man, it's a man. lot. It's a lot. Adversity will hit. It's all it's about how you, how, yeah, it's all about how you move forward because you have to move forward. After. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's um let's end this with a little advice for entrepreneurs to get started and keep going. One of the key takeaways we talked about, um, you just wrote such a beautiful key takeaway that you wanted for this episode. So I'm gonna read it and then you can just, if you'd like, expand upon it. Um, you said you want the key takeaway to be do not give up. Don't be the person that gets older and says, I wish I would have. Be the person that gives their earnest heart's desire, passion to pursue what they want to walk in. Life is only but so long. Believe in yourself, have a plan, write it down, make it simple. Do your research, stay the path, don't give up when it gets rough. Because that could very well be the moment of breakthrough on its way. And you just need to get through it to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. So that right there was, it has been my entire entrepreneurship journey thus far. Things started off a certain way. Um, It got rough. It got really bad, Um, especially during COVID. I just... I had the internal feeling like it's it felt like things were just going to crash down because we're in the food industry. We're ten, we have a food permit to be a cafe and a restaurant. Yes. So we can have multiple streams of revenue because wow. we do. Yeah, we also do catering and, and um, meal preps. And so I remember it hitting so hard. And when the school shut down again, remember the building wasn't open. So all of our money was in the schools and it hit so hard. And I wasn't mad that schools were closed because I had kids that were in the schools and I wanted my kids to be protected. Right. You can't teach a child that's not living. So I wanted them to be protected. And I completely understood. And I said, and I cried and I said, well, God, I don't know. You know, it just doesn't make sense because why would you let us get that building? Like if it wasn't meant for us to do this, why did all this stuff keep happening and falling into place? And I remember when I was crying, like, I just feel like I, I just, I heard this voice saying it's going to be okay. And I was like, you know what? You're right. It, it's going to be okay. I don't know how it's going to be okay. I'm going to do my best to, for us to try to figure this out. Me, me and Mr. Lucky, we're going to figure it out. But we had no idea. Things started falling in place again. But if we would have gave up, it would have been so easy to go get a job. And honestly, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I went to, I was working Instacart. Me and Mr. Lucky, because he had already came on full time, y'all. He already left his job. Ooh. Exactly. But that's how much faith we had in God. And we also, we had faith in God, but God gives us common sense and we saw the numbers and we know we were going to be okay as well. Right. Mm -hmm. You got to also, you have faith combined with your common sense. Right. (laughs) And so we looked at our finances and the business supported itself and it supported us very well. And so we had to do Instacart. We had to do side jobs because we couldn't open the building. It was a shutdown. And so that got us through and we had a little bit more left in savings and we still had to pay our contractors, you know, cause you, you have to 
You have to keep your word entrepreneurs. Your name is everything. Your, your name and your word, okay? Even when things get hard, do not ignore the people that you are working with or that are doing work for you, other fellow entrepreneurs. Talk to them. Be open and be honest because you do not want to burn any bridges because once they are burned, those are connections that you're going to need as you are on your entrepreneurship journey. So we kept those lines open. We were making payments. We had a contractor that just was so good to us that he let us make payments while he still finished the work, y'all. You understand? Falling into place, falling into place. And from out of nowhere, everything fell into place and the building got open. If I would, if Mr. Lucky and I would have given up because the school systems got shut down, we would have lost all of this and not have anything and would have had to start all over again. Would it have been impossible for us to start over again? No, mm -mm. I've had to start over plenty of times before. We would have jumped back on, right? But we wouldn't have had the building, which is right. a whole nother aspect of owning a business, right? So we had to stay strong and keep the journey. And we had to do this with three little kids, right? And we were able to make it through. The next year came, let me tell y'all, Contracts are even more now that we have signed with the school systems. Yes. You understand? Yes. And even when we were going through, I had this idea. You know, a lot of times you have ideas in the back, right? And you don't launch them because you don't have enough time. It's just too much going on. You're trying to survive and keep the business going. But let me tell you, sometimes God's going to cut something off because you need to bring that idea to the forefront. And when I say it got cut off, when them schools closed, that stuff was cut off. So them ideas, that was a time for me to bring it up. I had cooking kits. I wanted to start doing cooking kits that had all the ingredients and the recipe and even some little cooking utensils. And we would just for families to buy. I said, you know what, Romel? Virtual classes, because we could still come in the building at that time. We just could open up. Virtual classes with mashing cooking kits and some little fun activities inside of them. And we'll drop it off as no contact deliveries. Because if you can do Instacart, you can do Victoria's Kitchen um, cooking kits, right? We'll drop it off at your door. Y'all, we started uh, making fun again. The creativity. I just love the creativity. That was awesome. Thank you. And, you know, while we in here making kids, our kids just running around in the back, right? We didn't have everything in here, right? We just brought the kids. They had a little TV, some Barbie dolls and some toys. They're playing. We over here working, getting all these kids together, making routes. Mr. Lucky delivering everything because I get lost. <laughs> <laughs> we making routes, all these classes. I mean, it was filling up. And then next thing you know, the school systems were saying, oh, Victoria's Kitchen doing virtual? Sign my school up. Libraries, Victoria, y'all doing virtual? Sign a lot. Library signers up. Schools, libraries, and then personal, the the um, people registering through our business. We bounce back. We bounce back. Bounce but if back, I would have gave up, nope. That's that's incredible. It's full circle. I mean, you really like, are. You You're really did. It. Like it really did work this work this work out. It, yeah, work yeah, like, itself out. <laughs> your whole story just seemed like everything just kept falling right into place. And that's even that's awesome. even when it didn't fall into place, yeah. you could, once you decided made intentionality to keep going, it fell into place. Isn't and that you right? Gotta keep going. going. You have to keep going. I mean, but that's that's in everyday life, right? Yeah, yeah but that's if what I just said. Isn't that life? Yeah, yeah. that's life. <laughs> Yeah, if we want to give up on something, there's no way you're going to be able to see what's going to happen. And like I, when I had wrote in there what you had read, it got to the point to where earlier in 
the stages of creating Victoria's Kitchen, I didn't want to, it got to the point to where I, cause I was scared. I was scared. Like I had a lot of confidence, but sometimes you get a little scared. You know what I mean? You get scared cause it's the unknown. The unknown can be scary, but I had got to the point where I had said, and I was talking to Mr. Lucky and I had said, you know, well, you know what? I don't want to get older and then sit back and look at somebody else. Cause you know, sometimes the same people have the same ideas. And I had, I've seen it done throughout the years and I've seen the pain that it put on people Ooh. because you can't go back in time. And I said to myself, cause I was always like that when I was younger, I don't want to go through some of that pain if I don't have to. So I said, you know what? I don't want to get older and say I should have done that. And then I said, what kind of example would it have been for my kids? Because kids listen, you know, your kids hear you when you talk around the house and they heard me say, I want to cook in school, even though they were little, you know, they remember things and they say things. What kind of example would I have been if I wouldn't took the risk? How can I teach them to take measured risk? If they don't see me doing it, and I'm talking when I say entrepreneurs, when I say measured risk, you can't just be jumping out there, you know. <laughs> you can't jump off that cliff and you ain't got no wings. You gotta, you gotta put love, <laughs> understanding, and research on it, right? Because a lot of times we we'll jump and look. Sometimes we make decisions like that. I've done that before, y'all. It's not a happy feeling. The consequences, right? <laughs> you you gotta be prepared, entrepreneurs. You have to research. Research is just smart. It's just. You don't even have to be the smartest person. I found a lot that common sense can overpower a lot of, of, of if I can say smartness. I know a lot of people that's smart and don't have any common sense mm-hmm. and they're not doing too well. And they're not doing too well. <laughs> they're not doing too well. Common sense is a fact because you can, you can figure things out. You can sit there. I'm not the smartest person. As a matter of fact, I had a dramatic brain injury after I had our second child. I slipped and fell in a beauty parlor. It was the best hairstyle I ever had in my life, but I slipped and failed and I had a concussion oh my God. for two weeks for two oh weeks goodness. y'all two weeks Oh boy. I had just had my second child three months prior and I couldn't speak. And ever since then, and I remember going to the neurologist and I was just like, I'm not the same. I'm not the same. And he was like, you're young. Cause I was in my mid twenties. And I, she, he was like, you're young. It'll come back. And I was like, no, I said, I'm not getting stuff. You don't understand. I'm not understanding stuff. And I remember that time I was working in a very. Okay. You're back. <laughs> you was working and you said, you said I was working in a very. Yeah, I was working in a pretty good position in a finance department that I had moved up all the way up and they were teaching me and training me. And I went back to school for um, accounting and for accounting and finance. And I remember I was doing online courses because I was working full time in the daytime and in the evening, come home, take care of the kids, get them straight. And then at night, when Romel would get home, then I would do the courses. And I sat at the computer and I cried because I couldn't understand the questions on my exams. And, and that's when I, and I kept telling my neurologist, I'm not the same. You just don't understand. He was like, you have too much anxiety. And I was like, that's not it. And my brain never really healed, but you know what didn't mess up? For some reason, the business aspect wheels keep rolling in my head. I have to sit there and look at things. So I have to tell people, you know, I'm sorry, I may seem a little slow. You may have to repeat things to me for a while. And you know, it was also a, a humility. I think that probably happened to me because I, you have to have a sense of a certain level of humility. 
And that brought on a lot of humility because I realized I wasn't getting everything like I usually would get it. Yeah. I had to sit myself down and, but those business wheels keep on rolling. I'm handling that business stuff. Yeah. And then I have to sit down and think about other stuff. But even, and I wanted to say that because sometimes you have disabilities, right? Learning disabilities. One of my children has dyslexia. Um, example I tell her you know look at mommy mommy's still doing this and I can't register things the same way but did it stop me and she'll say no mommy it didn't stop you and then she'll go read she'll go try to read her book right so I have to use that and just because you're an entrepreneur with certain disabilities that doesn't mean you can't make it right I I have you may have to try harder I have to try harder sometimes yeah but you can make it right because we're making it yeah oh that was a message that needed to be said Truly need to be said. Thank you for sharing that. Um, all right. We're going to wrap this up. I mean, this episode, I don't choose favorites, but Ellen, you, you touched my heart. This was good. This was good. Um, you. you ready to play this game? Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Would you rather this or that? All right. Would you rather take a photo or be photographed? Take a photo. Well, I no, I'd rather be photographed. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is more essential, this or that? A ice cream scoop or a pizza cutter? Ooh. Uh, I would say a pizza cutter. A pizza cutter. I need to get one of those. <laughs> would you rather have a really slow internet or a really slow computer? Slow computer. Slow computer. Paper towels or dishcloths? Uh, dishcloths. Same. Would you rather have more confidence or have more intelligence? I think I already know the answer. More confidence. More confidence all the way. Mm -hmm. And this has been a beautiful episode. Your story really is captivating, honestly. I'm so excited to continue watching you thrive. And I know the listeners, and the, I love how you call them the entrepreneurs. I'm going to start saying that. The entrepreneurs are really, are really taken aback by you. How can they reach you? Well, we can be reached at victoriascookingschool.com. That's our website. And we're also on Facebook at Victoria's Kitchen, LLC. And we can also be reached at 804-418-3921. And we are on all social media platforms, TikTok, YouTube. Okay. Instagram. Um, yeah, we started TikTok recently because of our 11-year-old daughter, 11-year-old <laughs> daughter demanding that. <laughs> well, I will definitely have everything in the show notes. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Ground Up Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Ground Up Podcast. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button, rate, and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram at the Ground Up Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're really feeling us, become a Patreon or as we like to call them, a friend of the podcast. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. And I'm so sorry. Earlier when we first started, I had lotion on my hands and I rubbed it in my eye. Oh, my so God. I was like, oh, my gosh. Really, Victoria, you did, you did that. You're fine, Aaron. <laughs>